You're very welcome to This Adult Life, the podcast. And today I'm on my own. It's Mark Fennell here, by the way, in case you're wondering who that voice is, that's me. But today I'm talking about five steps to embrace change. Because when we go through a traumatic event or a pandemic or a recession, losing a job, losing a loved one or an illness or disease, what we're chatting about today will stand to you for the test of time. Five steps to embrace change. Because the day you learn to embrace change, is the day you start to move in the right direction. On that note, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to This Out of Life, the podcast. Let's get the show on the road. So thanks for joining us. And today I am talking about five steps to embrace change because sometimes we get faced in life with things that will shock us, rock us to our very core and maybe even derail us. And of course, if you're experiencing the COVID-19 virus right now, the pandemic that has gripped the world, of course, that is a shock to all of us. Life may be different going forward, who knows? Business, employment, who knows what the future might hold? Recessions or all of that talk of recession, we just don't know what the future may hold. So I wanted to talk to you about five steps to embrace change because change is never a nice thing. We don't really like change unless it's planned. If change is planned for, well then it's fine. But when we are faced with these atrocities in life, and this is not just about COVID-19, I'm not just talking about the virus, but what I am actually talking about is whenever in life, I think today's episode will be relevant for whenever we go through a shock or even a trauma or an event or a challenge or something that has knocked us for six. Whenever we go through something like that in life, that is what today's episode is all about. I talked about in a previous episode, the last one, in fact, you can go check it out, about fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. But today I wanna talk about the shock and how to adapt. Because one of those things of, you know, when it comes to a virus or a pandemic is, it's what to do next or even what to do now. The shock can completely derail us. So that's what we're talking about today because when something like, we'll say the pandemic or a recession comes, global fear hits us like a ton of bricks, the bottom line is this, we're gonna to have to embrace change. And the quicker we learn to embrace that change, it's the quicker we learn to move forward, but it's also the quicker we learn to have that a little bit of fulfillment in life again, a little bit of sense of purpose, sense of direction, and it brings back the, the pleasantries of life again. Now it's not overnight and it's not gonna be easy, but at the same time, the sooner we learn to embrace the change and adapt to that change, then we can start to move forward in the right direction. Unfortunately, if we don't embrace the change, we can stagnate, we can stand still and just, you know, rather being proactive, we become more reactive where we just are reacting to whatever is happening. But when you become adaptable to the change, you are now in a state of proactive. So you're starting to move forward in the right direction. But let's talk about it because change sometimes, it can be a nice thing because when change is planned, like, you know, when you make change in your life to lose a bit of weight, you're in control, you're deciding to do it and you lose the weight so that the, the change is planned. And when the change is planned, it's, it's, it's easier. It's not easy, but it's easier. So when change is planned, it's one thing, but when change is unplanned and out of our control, when it causes discomfort, pain, hassle, anxiety, fear, uncertainty, when that kind of change is dropped on our doorstep, that is the type of change I'm talking about today. And that is the type of change that we just can't always know how to react to. It's, we, we can't always adapt straight away because we're like, I don't know what to do here. I, I'm not sure how to deal with this kind of thing. So it's that change we're talking about the type of change pandemic will do to the world, the type of change recession will do, losing your job, God forbid getting a sickness or a terminal illness, those type of changes we cannot control. And But sadly, 
they're the hardest thing to adapt to. But I hope today I'm going to give you five steps that will help you embrace change and will help you adapt to the change. And on that note, I have a dictionary quote, which I'll share with you. And I think it's worth, worth noting. Um, and this is what the dictionary says about change. It says this, to make the form, nature, content or future course of something different from what it is or from what it would have been if left alone. And I want to focus in on the future course because that is the thing. When change comes and affects our future course, which means tomorrow, our next week, our career, our job, our business, you know, our well-being, our mental health, our family. When something comes in and affects the future course of any of those things, it gets our attention. And it may shock us initially. And I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. So, you know, and it's a question I, I say this to me as I say to you. And when I'm talking on these podcasts, to be honest, I'm talking to myself because, look, this thing knocks us all out. I mean, it was it was a left hook we didn't see coming, you know. But what I will say this is that we all want to be in our comfort zone, our happy place, as it were. The comfort zone is where we're not being challenged too much. It's it's a place where we're, you know, we're, we're watching the Netflix. It's chilling out on a Friday night or whatever it might be. The comfort zone. I'm not just talking about physical comfort. I'm talking about where nothing is challenging you in life and you're just coasting along would be considered the comfort zone. You've got an inner circle, which is your comfort zone, right? That's the easy place to be. That's where we default to. And that's where if someone said, oh, I'll give you a million euro. The reason we play the lotto is so we can remain in our comfort zone and live a very easy, content life. However, what you'll probably find is you you can lack a sense of fulfillment and purpose if you reside in the comfort zone long enough. But outside that zone, the, the larger circle is what's called the growth zone. And this is where you grow. This is the zone where you're now moving in a direction and it's taking effort it's not always easy and to be in the growth zone is where you grow as a person so you've got your three zones you've got your comfort zone which is that inner zone that's like your green outside the comfort zone you've got the growth zone that's like your yellow and then outside that again you've got your red zone which is your pain zone now comfort zone it's okay to be in every now and then when you go for a holiday or whatever you want to do you know you go for that holiday to chill out not to be challenged not to be stressed just be in a comfort zone just to coast for a time and it's good to take you know, time out. But you don't want to stay long term in a comfort zone. Generally, where you will be most fulfilled is your growth zone. And what I mean by growth zone is that's the place where you're moving forward, you're working on something, you have a sense of fulfillment, a sense of purpose, but most importantly, you've got a direction that you're working toward, the growth zone. And outside that is the pain zone, the red zone. And sometimes you might go into the pain zone but come back to the growth zone and that's okay and sometimes you might go into the comfort zone and back to the growth zone and that's okay and that's the ideal however when change comes along when something horrific a pandemic a recession an illness a disease a sickness loss pain heartache any of those things come those the change that they bring to our lives can knock us straight into our pain zone we're overwhelmed we don't know how to adapt you see, growth is a little bit more structured. There's a plan, there's a method, there's a, a a purpose to what you're doing. But pain zone is just where this thing pushes you completely out of your comfort zone. You don't know how to adapt. You don't know how to grow. You don't know how to embrace this change. You're in the pain zone and you are knocked for six. You're in a state of shock. That is the pain zone when something comes out of the blue, like the things I mentioned, pandemics, recessions, etc., etc. So the pain zone is a place you don't want to, to remain. Are we trying to get back to the comfort zone? Well, we're trying to get back to the comfort zone or the growth zone, but long-term, the growth zone is where you want to be. And we'll talk about this, but a lot of us right now with the news that's happened, and as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, you know, the one previous episode to this, go check it out about fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. You know, we talk a little bit more about the pain zone as such, but the pain zone, the red zone, 
is because right now with what's happened in the world, and this is relevant throughout our lives because things may change in the future. You know, something like knock us for six in five years time, 10 years time, or who knows next week. But right now it's relevant because the pandemic, talk of recession, people out of work, you know, no income, mortgage to be paid, bills to be paid, lots of different variables. And that pushes us into an overwhelmed state, which I call the red zone, which I call the pain zone. Because, you know, the current course of life and business has changed for many, many people. And the future course of life and business has changed for many people. So not just the current state, but the future state, because who knows how the world will be, life will be, our business will be, even when lockdowns are lifted and we go back to some sort of norm, that there will be a new norm and there will be change there's change right now there'll be change right there'll be change right then so we have to learn to embrace change i mean it's not easy i'll be honest because i'm like you know jobs i had on you know places i had to be things i had to do all gets cancelled now what do you do how do you spend your time and structure your day and all this kind of stuff now we've talked about this in previous episodes i don't need to go over it again but it definitely brings about change but what happens is this there's three types of response you've probably heard about this before the fight the flight or the freeze you've probably heard this before and we react so if a, if a man yielding a gun jumps out in front of you and puts a gun to your head you know it's three types of reactions there's the there's the fight some people will fight you know the, the fighter wants to stand up fight for their safety whatever they can do they'll fight the person then there's the flight the person who wants to run away from the threat get out of there just get away from it and then you have the freeze the person who just freezes emotionally shuts down emotionally they are now escaping themselves inwardly they're just locking themselves away mentally and they just freeze literally freeze because they're overwhelmed so you know the flight the fight or the freeze and the thing about it is that can happen when we're someone, God forbid, if it ever happens, if someone puts a gun to your head. But we also react in the same way when something like a pandemic comes along. Because here's what can happen. There's the person, you know, the lockdown is announced or someone loses their job or a relationship breaks up or a business closes. You know, there's all these things that can happen or someone, you know, gets hurt in our family. The, the, the fighter, the fight, they want to go and fight the person, challenge the situation, confront the situation, deal with the situation and get stuck into, hang on a minute, I'm not going to let this, you know, overwhelm me. And that's the fighter person. And, you know, when it comes to like a pandemic, you know, they want to kind of do whatever they have to do to protect themselves. You know, the fighter person might even go and take the last you know, toilet roll. We've seen the stories in the, in, in the shops of people fighting over toilet roll. The fighter will fight for his and hers and they'll go without doing it. Then you've got the flight, the person who wants to run away. They'll jump into bed, pull the covers over the head. You know, they'll they'll just want to get out of there. They'll, they'll go through a, a form of escapism. They might just watch TV. They might binge watch things they might drink too much or overindulge with food or whatever else because they just want to escape the feelings and the emotions of this threat and then there's the person the freeze and they're pretty stunned they don't know what to do they they don't want to stay there they don't want to fight it they don't want to run away they just literally are emotionally shut down and go inward and the question is then well look what is the right reaction is the fighter the right reaction the flight or the freeze well the answer is there's no who cares what your reaction was it's about now because we can get lost in, oh, I should, I wish I should have, would have, could have, I shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have that. So often, you know, when you're talking to people, there's no point in regrets. There's no point. Look, what happened, spilt milk under the bridge, whatever you want to say it. Bottom line is whatever I reacted is not even relevant right now. And it's not, I'm not even going to say there's a right reaction because there's kind of flaws in them all, to be honest. But what I will say is it's not about how you reacted initially. So don't beat yourself up for if you if it broke you down don't beat yourself up if emotionally it got in on you or you had too much anxiety or too much worry too much stress don't don't if you lost sleep look at it's okay 
we all are in the same boat. We've all reacted. Probably we could have all reacted a little bit better. You know, maybe we all could have done something more. Who knows? But you know what? Who cares? That's the reality. Who cares how you reacted? The real question is, what do you do now? What do you do today? And that's what I wanted to talk to you about because when we want to embrace change, it comes down to a few, and I should say I have five steps to embrace change. Five steps that will stand to you for the test of time for the rest of your life, hopefully. So save this podcast, share this podcast. I might even help people out there. If you do share it, by the way, tag me and let me know. I always love to see that we're helping people. And it's really encouraging when I see people screenshot it and tag me, whether it be on social media or whatnot. By the way, on that note, if you are on social media, connect with me on Instagram. It's just markfennel.ie or the website, markfennel.ie, Facebook, the same name, markfennel.ie. Anyway, just connect with me. Side note, let's not get sidetracked. But anyway, on that note, who cares about that reaction? The reality is what you got to do right now. The real key, and I kind of touched on it already, is the real key to uh, embracing change is your adaptability. That is the real key, your adaptability being able to adapt to a new norm, to a new scenario, a new situation. God forbid someone gets cancer and they've got to go for treatments. They have to adapt to going for the treatment. And then obviously there's the fallout from going for treatment for cancer. You know, the the things they've got to deal with after that, you know, the lots of side effects and so forth. Adaptability is key psychologically, emotionally. You know, we can't always control our physical being, but we can control how we think. And I'll talk to you about those few steps in a minute. But, you know, I wanted to talk to you about people who have adapted and, and people who I, one particular person, I read his book, Bear Grylls. I've mentioned them on here before because I'll be honest with you, I'm a big fan of Bear Grylls. You know, if you've ever seen the the island or whatever else when he had people on the island, but he's done some incredible things. I mean, you know, Barack Obama, former US president, you know, he brought him on a survival day and so forth. I mean, this guy has rubbed shoulders with some of the biggest names in, in, in the world, celebrities and so forth. But the reason we know Bear Grylls is through his TV show, a lot of us, you know, great show. He goes to different parts of the world and shows you how to survive there by even drinking your own urine uh, at one time. I'll never forget that one when he, when he was in the, the, uh, the desert. But the reason I want to talk to him about it is because rewinding to the time when we probably didn't know who Bear Grylls was and going back to when he was younger, when we didn't know uh Bear Grylls because to be honest with you he's got an amazing story now if you ever want to know about his book uh, if you're looking for a good book by the way I'm always a, you know me I love to read um, a definitely a book I'd recommend to you is uh, Mud, Sweat and Tears it's definitely a brilliant brilliant book to check it out so Mud, Sweat and Tears by Bear Grylls it's a brilliant book it's his whole story but it's it is an inspirational book but anyway going back to the story when we didn't know about him he was his name by the way was Edward Michael Grylls um, and he's born in 1974. But anyway, Bear Grylls is how we know him now. What happened to him was he uh, he was into scouts and he did very well there. He was into special air service. But he had a parachuting accident in 1996. And it was one of the, his darkest times of his lives. And he, he shares this. He said, throughout my whole life, it was one of the darkest times I ever remember. But however, it became one of the most pivotal moments of my life. Because what happened was he had this freak accident. Uh, he was uh, parachuting. He broke his back in three places. And he went through like military rehabilitation um, in the UK. And it was just a horrific time for him. But when you read the book, you'll see the story. He says, I was lying on my back and I saw this picture of Mount Everest. And I said, I want to climb. I'm going to climb Mount Everest. And what's amazing about that story was at his at, at that state of time, that state of mind he was in, his, his scenario or situation was the doctor said, you may not even walk again. 
If you walk, you may walk with difficulty, with, you know, canes or crutches. But he's there now saying, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. What was incredible, he had this, should we say, adaptability. He adapted to his physio. He adapted to what he needed to do. But he had this incredible focus. And he adapted to the challenge at the time. So much so, it didn't rock his his confidence. It didn't rock his, should we say, self-belief. And it didn't rock it didn't rock his soul. I mean, it shook him, but it didn't, it didn't knock him off keel. It didn't, he didn't fall into a state of depression. He had a focus and he adapted. Right now, he's on his back in a bed and he may never walk again. And he adapted to that, but he adapted by putting a focus in front of himself. And I remember from an interview, people said, but what if you never did climb Everest? What if you never were able to walk again? He said, well, then I just would have changed Everest for something else. He was pushing himself to get through the hardest time of his life by saying, I'm going to get through this. And I think that was what made him so resilient was not just his his resilience, but his resilience was so good because he was adaptable. It didn't take his joy or his or his self-worth. He was adaptable, which was pretty incredible. But, you know, this is so true in life, because when I look at, say, someone like Conor McGregor from his his training or what he does in the ring. Now, I'm not talking to you about, you know, the, what he does outside the ring. I'm talking to you about his training regime and what he does inside the ring. Here's a man, right? Now, we all know Conor McGregor. He's literally a household name. Famous for, you know, that famous left hook. But at the same time, you know, he's a mixed martial artist, if you haven't heard of Conor McGregor. And he's one of the, he was the first Irish-born UFC um, champions ever. So the first one to win it for Ireland. But what was amazing was this, right? He has been able to adapt. And it's one thing you can notice about the guy. Because he has gone from being featherweight to lightweight to being welterweight. He's fought people like Nate Diaz, who had a certain type of fighting skill, Jose Aldo. And then he's changed it completely up, changed his whole body and his his, his performance level to adapt to you know, a boxing fight with Floyd Mayweather. So the incredible thing is he's adaptable. He's not just pigeonholed into being like just a lightweight. No, he changed his body, his regime. He changed his fighting capabilities. And this is true for any great fighter. They adapt to the fighter they're fighting against. So if, if they're coming with someone who's strong on their right foot and, and you know quick with their right hook, you know they'll adapt to that fighting technique. But then if you're fighting against someone who is you know great with grappling on the ground, you know they have to adapt to that. And with mixed martial arts, it's a completely different formula, completely different uh, training regime. And even muscles in your body have to be adapted and strengthened and, and technique and so much has to be ungeared, should we say, removed from your brain of thinking because a lot of athletics, a lot of, you know, when it comes to fighting particularly, and I know from our own, you know, Katie Taylor, she's shared this, that it, you get so trained, it becomes like muscle memory. You don't even have to think about how you react and that's what makes it so you so fast, but that's what makes you so good. It becomes like muscle memory. But when you're changing and jumping around different weights and finding different opponents, you've got to change a lot of that muscle memory to instead of reacting in this way I've now got to react this way because they fight different to my last component so my last opponent so when it comes down to that that's adaptability and that's what makes for great you know athletes that's what makes for great fighters you know for great football teams for whatever sport you know you find yourself in the adaptability even on a golf course you know you you adapt to okay there's a wind coming in from the right i was playing against the wind from the left yesterday or you know this is a a different part to that part like no matter what distinction of sport you find yourself in i'm not a golfer by the way so <laughs> please excuse me on that one but it is so true because the variables change how good you are dealing with change is how good you're going to be when that change comes 
So learning to be embrace the change, even when it's not in our control, but it's out of our control, that is the real key to success. And you can look at any great fighter. You know, you can look at any of them. And it's not even just the fighters, but it's just things in life. Even with the businessmen and women of the world, the, the really, truly successful people, they've been able to adapt when there's been a boom and they've been able to adapt when there's a bust. Dealing with recessions and different things, you know, when from boom to bust, like I read a book, Tony Robbins, called Unshakable and how to kind of get your affairs in order, you know, financially and what to do in this scenario and this kind of economic climate and that economic climate. Um, and an interesting read, but it talks about previous and people from the past who've come through these times. You know, Warren Buffett is another person, amazing. He's adapted over the decades to different things. So when it comes to sports or finances or any of these things, but even in relationship, even when you get married, there is change needed because and change comes because you now have to adapt to sharing your life with somebody else you know sharing your wallet with somebody else so change will always come in different shapes and forms the real key is adapting to that change being adaptable to the change being able to embrace the change not seeing it as a problem but seeing it as a challenge more so now i'm not I, easier said than done when you look at the the world today and say oh well i'll just adapt to pandemic you know it's fine i can i see it as a challenge no i mean there's challenges and it's challenging times but it's having the the confidence to know that look whatever this is i don't know how to adapt but i'm gonna have an attitude of i will adapt to this thing i will embrace the change that it's bringing because if you try and resist the change the change is coming anyway you can't resist it you know and, and the longer you resist it you'll frustrate yourself you'll upset yourself you might even become depressed because of it, because you're not able to control it we cannot control always change but what we can do is we can embrace the change and i'm going to give you five uh steps as it were to really embrace the change and come out that little bit stronger for it and even if you're not someone who's used to embracing change well you know what hopefully with these five steps you'll be able to the first step to embracing change okay the very first one is acceptance and i've kind of touched on it a little bit already but the first thing you got to do is you've got to accept it this is the new norm we don't even understand it yet but accept it because you know what so many people do so many people will kind of pretend it's not happening so many people will say oh we'll get back to normal in a month's time and then a month comes and it goes and then they're not back to normal and they have a meltdown understandably because they built themselves up for this moment you know never put times on things but what happens is when you can say well, look i don't know how long it's going to last but i'm going to adapt to it i'm going to accept this is the new norm. Not try to resist it, not try to pretend it's not there. Because people can be in denial as if they, you know, will wake up one day and this nightmare is all over. Sadly, this is a nightmare that may get less, but it's definitely going to bring about some change with it. That's just a fact of life. And the sooner we embrace that, we start to take control back. But accept that this change is long term. You know, it, it'll be greater change initially but then you know we'll probably mellow into it eventually we'll ease into it and but there will be change going forward in the future because even people themselves are more aware when it comes to this pandemic they're more aware or like if a recession comes people are more aware of their spending so it does change economies um except that change has always been a part of life because whenever you look at your life whatever year you may look at your life change has always been a part of life it is a part of life will continue to be a part of life and will always be a part of life change is inevitable Things will always change. We'll never have the exact same Groundhog Day. Things change. Embrace the change. Accept the change. Accept it. And just go, look, it's happened. Cannot control it. Wouldn't have chosen it, but it's here. Let's just accept it. And now it moves on to step two. Step two, now you look at your outlook. 
your outlook and your attitude. That's what I'll put for step two, outlook and attitude. Work on changing your perspective on how you view the change. Because I know it's easy for me to look at, you know, when this com comes along, say, uh, God forbid, a recession or something. Your default attitude is, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Your outlook can be bleak because the news is telling you it's going to be bleak. But you can actually control your attitude and your outlook and change them. And how can you change them? Well, you know, because here's what happens in life. So here's what can happen us when it comes to our outlook and our attitude. When we realize that, okay, my attitude is not great. My outlook is pretty negative. Understand that that's your opinion. Understand that's your outlook and your attitude. Because when you understand that, okay, I don't like it, what I have. My outlook and attitude... Don't accept it if it is negative and wrong. I'm not saying like change it for this fluffy, oh, everything's awesome, positive. Everything is awesome. You know, the Lego movie, because that's not realistic either. But if you identify and say, you know, my outlook and my attitude right now with what's going on in the world is not a healthy, happy one, no. Well, then identify that and then go, well, look, if it's not right, you need to change it. Because if it's not serving you well, well, then we need to get to a place that is serving us that little bit better. Because you either can put your head in the sand, forget it's not happening and try and just, you know, hope it'll all end soon and you're going to stand in this you'll stagnate you'll be you'll be standing still and waiting and waiting and waiting or you can choose to face up to this and go okay this is the way it is right now what can I do today what can I change what can I do you know and I mentioned this in a previous episode as I, as I say about you know with the fear anxiety and uncertainty you've got to sometimes take control of what you can do and taking control gives you power and getting giving yourself that power of I can control these things I can there's a lot I can't control but I can control these things when you do that it will affect your attitude and your outlook to be a little bit more optimistic a little bit more positive and that is always going to serve you that little bit better because uncertainty is normal and you can never overcome uncertainty because we never know tomorrow we never know lightning could strike you in the back garden you know, you could be going on your, you know, your walk around your home and God forbid a car could knock you down. You know, uncertainty is always there. But what we can be certain of is that we do have choices. Choices that will push our outlook to a more positive one and give us an attitude of a more hopeful one. Because that is what outlook and attitude is. It's having a, a positive outlook, a one, an outlook of hope and having an attitude of hope that I don't know what the future holds, but I know I'm going to get through this. So when you look at your attitude and your outlook, step number two, look to change them if they need to change them and start to work on them. And you build yourself up. And how do you change your outlook and your attitude? By identifying if it's wrong. Well, it brings you to step number three. You've got to learn and grow stronger. You learn. You learn and build yourself up with what will push you in that hopeful direction. What will push you towards a better outlook and a better attitude. Because, you know, I've said this before, attitude defines altitude in life. And I always think it's a true statement. You know, it's a great... It's a great tweet, isn't it? Attitude defines altitude in life. The better attitude you have, the higher you'll fly in life. The higher you'll go in business, the higher you'll go in relationships, the better you'll be. The better your attitude, the better you'll do in life in general. And that's how strong attitude really is. So number two, as I say, is outlook and attitude. Have a look at it. Address it and realize if it's right or wrong and what needs changing. And then number three is about that change. It's about learning and growing stronger. And how do you change? How do you grow stronger? How do you get to the growth zone? When faced with, you know, a sickness, disease, recession, pandemic, how do you grow? Well, what you do is you fill yourself up. You feed your soul. You feed your soul with things that are going to bring about a, a better outcome. For example, you might read books that have of people who've gone through adversity and gotten through it. You might listen to podcasts that are uplifting, not negative. You might watch the news a little less because there's people and stories out there. 
know, people who've survived cancer, who've survived gas chambers in World War II, prisoners of war, people who've lost loved ones but still moved forward in life and had a good quality life, even though they suffered horrific loss. You know, stories of people who survived. Build yourself up by reading those stories, realizing that you're in a, you know, a, a challenging time, but there's people who've been in worse, more challenging times and they got through it okay. Learn from it, grow from it. When you get yourself into that state of kind of consuming that stuff, because embracing change becomes easier and easier over time when you start to build yourself up. Because what you're doing is you're reinforcing your emotional wall, as it were, your protective measures. You're, you're, you're strengthening yourself so that you're becoming stronger. And the stronger you become, the more resilient you become. And your outlook will change to more hopeful and your attitude will get better because you're learning and you're growing stronger. I was talking to uh, someone the other day and I was ta- talking about the story, uh, Corey Ten Boom, and you know, she was someone who used to help Jews during World War II and she built a wall in her house and she hid them behind this and eventually she got caught and was sent to a concentration camp and she was in a concentration camp and she was like, as soon as I get out, I'm going to help more people and they smuggled in a Bible and she was to do little prayers with people that would give, give them hope, anything to give them hope. And through a clerical error, she was released and her whole uh, dorm that she was in Sadly, all went to the gas chambers, but she didn't. She got out and she went on to write books and help so many people. What's amazing was she could have easily gone to that gas chamber. But when you read about her, you know, Corrie Ten Boom, when you read about her and you see her story, she always clung to hope. She was always hopeful, even when they were on a lockdown because anyone who was facilitating or protecting Jews would be sent to a gas chamber, if not shot on sight. And she ran that risk. But, you know, regardless of that, she always had this thing of hope. Of, of staying strong. And when you see what she came through, her sister, Betsy, sadly passed away um, through sickness when they were in the concentration camp. So she came out of there with nobody, but she still kept going and helping, writing books and having that attitude of hope. And part of it she talks about in one of her books, she talks about, she said, look, I had a resilience because I always built up the side of me that I felt was weakest. And sometimes if I was lacking faith or hope, I would build it up with things that would encourage me, not discourage me. And I think that's a lesson to learn. I, I definitely learned a lot from just reading up about her. So get those resources that help build you up because they will sustain you when the going gets tough. Um, and that's number three. But number four is adapt and structure. Because, you know, you've got to adapt and structure your day and your week to implement the new way of life and the new way of business. Maybe you've never read before, but you're getting a lot from it. Well, then, you know, you need to implement reading. You need to implement structure. You know, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get exercise. I'm going to get my work rest and my play. You know, I'm going to have fun times. I'm going to have comfort zone times. I'm going to have growth zone times. And I'm going to avoid the pain zone. You know, where you're, you're getting a structure into your life. You know, keeping hold of the new positive outlook and the new attitude is really, really key. And be, when I say structure, be structured to the point of, If in the event something comes along and tries to knock you again, keep your discipline about staying on the right track. Be disciplined about it. And if you fall down, if you have a bad day or you're depressed for a couple of days or whatever, listen, failure is not falling down. Failure is only when you refuse to get back up. Get back up and get back into this new structure, this this new way of learning and growing and pushing yourself in the right direction. You may not want to do it at first. You may be like, I always, do you remember when you see the um, the line with the cubs and the line just picks the cubs up by the scruff of the neck and brings them to where they need to go because they're just not educated. You know, they, they haven't learned that you need to go this way. And, you know, the line will pick up the cubs and just 
pick them up and drop them till eventually they learn to follow. We kind of sometimes need to be like that with ourselves, grab ourselves by the scruff of the neck and say, you need to stop watching the news, stop reading about the negative stuff and start filling yourself up with something that's more positive, more encouraging and learn about people who've come through challenges before in life so that you will be encouraged that you will get through this too to a chain. And we have to be like that line where we grab ourselves. We don't may not feel like doing it. We may just want to stay in bed, but we need to make sure we get up and get on with it. But that does mention, I mentioned discipline. Number five is discipline. And that is one of those things that does come. Because going back to number four, adapt and structure. Structure can be things like coughing into your elbow and washing your hands. You know, they're, they're all little adaptability things that we need to do, what we need to adapt to. And you can learn about working on your immune system. You can learn about, you know, things that you can do for your business, for your family, you know, adapting to maybe homeschooling or whatever you need to adapt to. Nobody is looking for you to be perfect at these things. Always remember, done is better than perfect. You're not gonna be a teacher, a homeschooler, a work from home, self-employed, optimistic guru nobody is nobody can be just be the best you can be and do the best you can do tomorrow you'll be that little bit better again always adapting but implement structure structure brings discipline and discipline brings a sense of purpose a sense of drive a sense of motivation and it does give you a better outlook when you've got structure if you're staying in bed all week no structure it's very hard to be optimistic but then you go back to number five is discipline. Be disciplined in keeping yourself on the right track, like I mentioned. Stop yourself falling into a negative state by catching your chat or your thoughts from falling into a negative place. You know, there's gonna be negativity. People are gonna be negative. Misery loves company. I've spoken about that before. You know, there's gonna be times and, ch and opportunities to fall into a negative state and to get into that pain zone and feel overwhelmed again. However, be disciplined identify it quickly and say no no that's fine I need to get myself back in the zone back in the zone and even if you have an off day it's okay we all have off days don't beat yourself up but stick to being disciplined disciplined as in I'm focused now on adapting to this I'm, I'm focused on learning and I'm focused on my new kind of regime because remember you got to value the journey I always say this value the journey you don't value it right now but in a year two three four five years you will value the journey right now because you'll and you'll value it by what you learned and what you've done and what you did and how you got through it. And you'll value your life lessons that you've taught yourself. So value the journey. I know it's not easy. No one wants to hear that right now because nobody's nobody's loving life right now, essentially. But you you will in time and you'll look back and you'll look back at what you learned. You'll look back at where you got it wrong so you don't make those mistakes again. But I want to go back to just being disciplined. It, it is so, so important. We hate the word discipline. I never like even the word discipline because I always remember to school. But, but when it comes to discipline, it is key. Structure. And just to recap on those things, let me just recap on them. The first thing is accept that this is the new norm. Just accept it. Get up out of that garden. Accept it and say, you know what? I'm going to rock on. This is how it is. What can I do? Your outlook and your attitude, work on changing it if it needs changing. Number three, learn and grow stronger. It's kind of like the boxer in the ring. They've got to learn and they've got to grow stronger because they now know the threat. They're going to learn about the threat. What can they do? How can they adapt? How can they fight this threat, this new opponent? How can I adapt? Okay, the other last time I had to deal with this issue over here, but this issue is different. How can I adapt? How can I learn? How can I grow? Okay, that's number three. Number four, and then adapt and structure. So you're you're implementing what you're learning into adapting. You're em embracing the change. You're putting a new structure in place so you're moving in the right direction. Structuring your family, your home, your business, your job, your career, whatever. You're putting a structure in place, even if it's learning something completely new because you can't work. It's putting a structure in that your brain and your attitude is moving forward. And as I say, number five is discipline. It's simply sticking to that journey. 
There was one um, quote I always thought was good, and I'll, I'll kind of close on this in a in a minute. But it's, the, the quote was, was was pretty applicable to embracing change because nobody likes it, as I say, when it's imposed on us. But it, when we learn to embrace it, the sooner we embrace it, the quicker we can actually start to learn, adapt, grow and conquer it in many respects. And I say conquer it, I mean conquer the threat of depression or anxiety and the fear. But here's the quote, it's it's um, uh, Reynolds Niebuhr was the person who wrote this quote. I think I pronounced it right, but anyway, don't hold me to that. And it, you've heard it before, no doubt, but it's a good one. It says, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Know what you can change, know what you can do something about, and the things you can't change, well, they're just there. There's always going to be uncertainty, always going to be things you cannot do anything about. But there are a lot of things that you can do something about. So, you know, I hope this has been helpful to you guys. And of course, as I say, please do share it. Get in touch. Let me know if it's been helpful. Or if there's a topic you want me to cover in a future podcast, do get in touch and let me know. Because when we learn to embrace the change, that is when we learn to grow. And of course, any sort of growth right now, no matter how small, is good. So on that note, I hope you're well. I hope you stay safe. And of course, thanks very much for subscribing. And if you want to give us a five-star review, that'd be super. But if you do subscribe, of course, you will get uh, the new episodes as they are released. And I'm releasing loads of episodes these days, so it's all good in the hood. And my website is markfennell.ie. And of course, you can find me on all the social media platforms. On that note, you've been great. I've been Mark Fennell. And this is the podcast called This Adult Life. Have a great day.